Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it's Ashley and Sammy from the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. If you love Disney, you should come join the fun on our weekly show. Our podcast is family-friendly and talking about all things Disney. Whether you go to the parks or just love binging Disney+, Plus, we are the podcast for you. So grab your Pixie Dust, think happy thoughts, and join us on your favorite podcasting platform. Check out LimitlessBroadcasting.com and aim for the second star on the right and straight on till you land on the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain. And because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. Okay, welcome to the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain podcast with your host, me, Sammy. And I'm Robert. And we're Robbie. Uh, I hate that you do that. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm Robbie. So formal for no reason. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Okay, so anyway, we are back. Sorry about the delay. Life happens. Things go on. Things definitely go on. Yes, life is a struggle at times. We're starting a new podcast, launching a new podcast which you should definitely go check out. Absolutely. You should subscribe to our YouTube channel, Limitless Broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are actually starting to release our Boogeyman pod. You can't kill the Boogeyman. You can't kill the Boogeyman podcast. Podcast on our YouTube channel. So our first episode is up. Mm -hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at Boogeyman pod. Yes. So if you like horror movies, scary movies, please go check it out. And we'll talk about other things Halloween related to not always like super, super scary, but right. we're going to be going to Halloween Horror Nights at the end of October. So we'll talk about that. I mean, I don't know if we're going to talk about the Halloween party at Disney or not. Because we it's, might. I'm, we it's might Halloween re- adjacent. We might record scary, something but... for YouTube mm-hmm. to, for content. So. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, we might do some conversations about that. So definitely go check out the YouTube for that. Yep. Subscribe. Well. Mm-hmm. Turn on the bell notification. Please. That helps us out a bunch. Yes. Now, today, we are not talking about scary movies. Nope. We're no. on the painful truth. Yes. So, today. we switched it up. <laughs> Got to keep it straight now in my head, what we're talking about. 
Today, we are actually going to talk about marijuana and cannabis. I'm thinking about trying it out again. Yes, because he really does not want to stay with the opioid treatment anymore for his pain. That's a decision he made before like we got that hater comment. Right. That's what he would like to do because it's not working for him and it makes the most sense. And opioids make me sick. Like yeah. I get sick and nauseous. I'm more sick yeah. when I take opioids than when I when I don't. And honestly, he cut way back on what he's taking. Way back. And it it has made a big difference with the whole nausea, nausea. thing. Honestly, yes. it's like night and day. Absolutely. Really I've noticed that too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't get as sick as much. Because the problem is he'd be on the medicine and then he might have a pain like flare breakthrough, mm-hmm. which would make him feel worse and nauseous. And it just like combined mm-hmm. made it 10 times worse. Because now there was only one day recently where we were out and you're like, oh, I feel kind of nauseous. You took one nausea pill and you were just like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. It's good. We're no issues. I don't have to worry about you anymore. It's cool. Yeah. Which is, thank you, God. It's I'm, like a miracle. I mean, it's taken me a while to cut back off of pain medication. Mm-hmm. I mean, the process of like getting it out of my system sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going through that process sucks yeah. because it's an opioid and mm-hmm. detoxing sucks. But I've no. done the detox process several times Mm -hmm. and each time it sucks. It just doesn't get any better. Yeah. So, but I've made a choice to get off opioids. Mm -hmm. That's why I wanted to put this episode out. We will be having a guest on. Yes. Our friend Phil, Phil. Mm -hmm. he actually uses medical marijuana more than I do. Mm -hmm. And we're going to ask him questions. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, do our part first and then we're going to invite him. So my part will be, you know, pharmacy nerd over here. got to look up some information about cannabis, see what's going on, do some research, of course. So that's where we're going to start. Yep. So cannabis, in case you didn't know, consists of a large number of compounds, which I did not realize this, most of which are 60 pharmacologically active. So that means like active in your body, you know, like medicine wise cannabinoids that act upon different receptors in your body. I didn't know there were 60. Like, I didn't know that. That just seems like a lot. I had no idea until I was reading this. So currently, the primary compounds that are found in highest concentration are tetrahydrocannabinol, which is THC. Easier to say. Yeah. (laughs) Much easier to remember. Absolutely. And cannabinoid, cannabinoid, which is CBD. So THC and CBD. Much easier to remember yeah and talk about thc is the compound that has the what we call psychoactive effects of marijuana so like euphoria psychosis which could be paranoia or you know the high feeling Mm -hmm. that comes from thc and that resembles chemicals that actually occur naturally in your body so when you inhale or you ingest THC, however you get it into your system, it stimulates your brain receptors. So that's why you get that feeling, whether it's paranoia or just the, the high feeling in general. For you, it's the paranoia, been paranoia. <laughs> uh, which is kind of people tell me the more you're on it, the less you get paranoid. Mm-hmm. But I've never used it enough to be like, oh, yeah, I can get through the paranoia stage. Well, we shall see. Uh, Also, the THC activates the brain's reward system, so that helps reduce your pain levels. I thought that was very interesting. 
CBD, however, is not psychoactive and is considered to have less and less of an anti-anxiety and less anti-psychoactive effects. So in theory, that should not make you feel paranoid. Okay. Because it has less of those central brain effects. It does not cause a high, but it does still interact with pain receptors in the brain to help with pain relieving feelings and anti-inflammatory effects. So I thought that was very interesting and why CBD is in a lot of stuff for people with pain. Makes sense. Yeah. The therapeutic effects, so how well it works medicinally, it works for you to treat you, of medical cannabis depends on the concentration of THC and then the ratio THC to CBD. So recreational or, you know, if you're trying to get high cannabis basically tends to have more of the THC, which makes sense. But the medicinal cannabis has more CBD because you're not trying to just get high. You're trying to get some sort of medical benefit out of it. Okay. Which again, makes sense. I did not know this, but in your body, there's two types of cannabinoid receptors, type one, which is CB1 and type two CB2. CB1 are the ones that are located like in your brain. There's some like out here, you know, in your nervous system. Well, like your, it's all in your nervous system. So yeah, but we call it peripheral. So that would be out from the brain. But um, mostly we're looking at the the ones in the brain, like we said, as far as where it acts. The CB2 receptors are the ones that are located out in like your immune system and the ones that would be focused on to help with like inflammation. Okay. So again, something else that's interesting that, well, I thought it was interesting being a nerd yeah Mm -hmm. the use of medical marijuana can actually be traced back to over five thousand years ago really i did not know that i did not know that either it was used by early chinese physicians to treat pain associated with childbirth uh rheumatic pain which is like can be like an arthritis pain or makes sense yeah malaria and even constipation okay yeah a wide range of uses by the chinese apparently way back in the day way back in the day who knew As of 2021, a total of 36 states have legalized marijuana for medical purposes in the United States. So I didn't realize that's a good number of states. Not too many are holding out at this point. Medical cannabis refers to the whole unprocessed plant or its extracts, too. thought that was, they specified that when I was doing my research. So just, just in case you were wondering. And medical cannabis was used widely in the 19th and 20th centuries in the United States, which we know medicine has changed a lot. Yeah. They used to use heroin and cocaine Opioids also. And, and everything. Yeah. But I mean, like poppy seeds and things like that. Yeah, things have changed a bit <laughs> over time. But we're coming back around to this one, so we shall see. Medical cannabis has only has approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration as a safe and effective treatment for two conditions. And both of them are severe forms of epilepsy, which involves seizures. So just in case you're looking into it, just FYI, those are the only two FDA approved treatments for it or what it's used to treat. So the drug that's used is Epidiolex. I know about this because my pharmacy dispenses it. So and what is that? Epidiolex is a purified form of CBD. It was approved in June 2018 okay. and it treats seizures. Okay. It can be used kids, adults, uh, it's two and up for treatment. A lot of kids are on it and that sucks because I feel bad for them. Yeah. Yeah. Because the when you're on it, that means your seizures are really bad and, and hard to control because they're more of a rare type of seizure. So it's, yeah. There's also some synthetic THC 
products out there that are FDA approved, Marinol and Sesamet. These drugs are basically used to help with nausea in people who have cancer treatments or to increase appetite in people living with AIDS. You use pot for AIDS? You could in theory based on this. Because it, you have a lot of pain. When it yeah, comes. and to help with appetite too. Right. If you think about it. So yeah, in theory. But those come as like capsules if you get them. I didn't see those dispensed a lot. We had every once in a while we dispensed You have it, but... hot pills? No, that's what I'm saying. These two, the other ones approved by the FDA, uh-huh. Marinol and Sesame. And those are capsules. Okay. But they're approved for cancer treatments. People need appetite stimulation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not pain treatments okay. or anything. At least it's not approved that way. I don't know if it's been studied at all, but it's not approved for that. Okay. There's also synthetic cannabis, which would be K2 or spice. Right. I've heard of that. Yeah. But the National Institute on Drug Abuse says that they're not cannabis, they're not safe, and they're not recommended for any sort of purpose at I mean, all. Don't you remember like spice? Oh, people doing spice and having problems. Yeah, and they're getting killed people. Getting killed and yeah. it was big on the news a couple of years ago. Exactly. So it's not recommended at, at all. Yeah, just FYI. Although there are a lot of people out there who say it does help. You've reported that, but officially it's not recommended to use. And again, it's not regulated by anybody so at least with some of this medicinal marijuana, you can go and see like a pharmacist. Right. Or you, you know. could go to a, a dispensary and talk to somebody. A lot of the dispensaries are ran by pharmacists because you need somebody to dispense them. I so. did not know that. Fun fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you ever get tired of where you're at now, you can. I'll just go start my own cannabis marijuana. store. Yeah. There you go. The first state that legalized the use of marijuana under the supervision of a physician was California. Imagine that. Yeah, who's surprised by this? In 1996. I just, yeah, of course it was California. I wouldn't expect it to be really anybody else. Yeah. They lead the pack in most things. And they're Mm -hmm. the most liberal state out there. Exactly. So, of course. Why why wouldn't they Mm -hmm. start it? The majority of states that have medical cannabis laws restrict it to patients diagnosed with a set of qualifying conditions like cancer, HIV, AIDS, multiple sclerosis, something called wasting syndrome, basically because it stimulates your appetite. Glaucoma, which is always the big joke. I feel like every TV show or movie makes a joke about your grandma has glaucoma and has, yeah. ALS is another one, Crohn's disease. And then as we've talked about, seizures makes the list as well. So that's makes a little bit more difficult to get if you're using it outside of that scope. That makes sense. Yeah. So access for chronic pain patients varies depending on what state you're in and, you know, what the dispensary is allowed to, to dispense within each state. So you have to look into that, too, depending where you are. More states are starting to add pain, post-traumatic stress disorder, or sleep problems to the list, though. So I'm they're assuming it. Florida is more liberal when it comes to dispensing. I would assume probably. Yeah, potentially. Although I don't know for sure to be honest with you. And some states don't have explicit rules like DC and obviously California, as we've already established, allow cannabis used for any condition that can be that cannot be effectively treated by other means and the limits the and limits the patient's ability to perform certain activities of daily living. So some states like like those, they have a bit more of a broad stance on it. Okay. And although miracle Medical marijuana is legal in more than half of the United States and is considered a possible treatment for things like chronic pain. It's still classified as a Schedule One drug, which 
are considered to be highly abused or high potential for abuse, and they're not FDA approved for medical use due to lack of safety and acceptance. So like cocaine also falls on this list. So you can make the argument, oh, I can just use cocaine for pain, right? I'm just the difference is I don't think cocaine to is gonna. I don't think cocaine is gonna get any sort of recognition in the medical community like marijuana has started to. Right? No, I agree. Anymore, at least, I don't believe it probably will. I agree. Yeah, but they, these are changing. I'm curious to see if one day we will see it officially change its schedule. But the FDA and the DA and all of them are stupid. So when do you think uh, if you legalize it and you make money off of it and you bill it for it? That would make more jobs, grow the economy, all that stuff. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's so many more reasons to legalize it than... I get it. And then all the people that have had minor offenses with marijuana, you can let them go. You would think. Or pardon them. You would think. I know some governors are starting to pardon people with minor marijuana mm-hmm. fractions. I mean, crimes. if you're going to approve it like this and have it so widely available it just seems kind of silly yeah to still have all these other regulations with it they should be looking into it years for little stuff it's ridiculous very dumb yeah i agree so there have been some studies about using medical or medicinal cannabis for chronic pain so we'll, we'll look at some of those and what they found one study evaluated chronic pain patients perspectives on medical marijuana This study had 984 chronic pain patients, including those with neuropathic pain. So that's nerve pain. Okay. Like that tingly, numbness, all that. That's nerve pain. Back pain, arthritis, surgical pain, headaches, and abdominal pain. Two-thirds of the patients said they had pain relief as the main benefit from marijuana use. And improved sleep was a second benefit that was most commonly reported, which I could see. When I was on it. Mm-hmm. sleep was I never had to take any medicine for sleep because mm-hmm. it would just put you out just like Makes that sense. Mm-hmm. the primary negative theme among what the patients reported was cost associated yeah. with it the average cost was about two thousand dollars a year depending on the formulation and preferred route that wow. they were taking it that's a lot because unlike other medications cannabis is not covered by insurance companies at least not yet right now yeah well we shall see in the future Other negative themes that were associated with it were some adverse effects of the medicine, but they didn't specify what they reported. So I'm not sure what specifically bothered the patients and also perceived bias against marijuana use, which I could also see people judging you for using it and whatnot. Right. Unlike opioids, marijuana does not cause the respiratory depression, which is the trouble breathing. That's why you have the Narcan available. You stop breathing. We're concerned about that if you're on opioids. So that means overall, marijuana has less mortality rates. So less people die when they're on it. But if you're smoking it, won't it inflame your lungs anyway? That would be my concern. If you're smoking it all the time, it'd be like smoking cigarettes and whatnot. I don't know what it would do to your lungs over time. I guess that's that's a question to ask Phil. But I think we'll have to, yeah, we'll have to ask him because I think he was saying he mostly does like gummies and things. Right. Which would be a safer way to take it. I can see that. I would say. A study that analyzed the effects of marijuana dispensaries on the number of adverse outcomes due to opioids. So again, like you stop breathing, something else happens to you. That's bad with opioids. 
it demonstrated a 17% reduction in opioid-related fatalities. So that's positive. Yeah. Less people died. That's always a good thing. There are different types of cannabis, which I don't know anything about this. So there's cannabis, cannabis and and indica, Indica, cannabis, sativa, sativa. Okay. And then there are hybrids. Most of some indica is to make you relax. Uh, Well, let's we will see. We will see if you are right in this next study. So there was another online survey that comprised of 95 participants that was featured in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine in 2014. The researchers found participants preferred the indica strains for pain management, sedation, and sleep, while they would opt for sativa to improve energy and mood. So I think that's what I said. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Regarding pain management, participants reported a statistically significant effect when using indica for non-migraine headaches. So not migraine related. So these are just maybe like tension headaches, other causes for the headaches. Are you saying it doesn't help with migraines? They didn't report that it it overall helped. Okay. But migraines are a whole nother breed going on when you have a migraine and the causes and whatnot with the blood flow and all that. So I could maybe see that. Neuropathy, which is the nerve pain, again, spasticity, so muscle spasms, and joint pain. It helped with all of that. But you need to take into account the fact that this is a very small study. It's only 95 people. It was anonymous. And people had to self-report these things. So there was nobody actually regulating what was going on. So, you know, it's good to know, but I don't know how much stock you can actually put into it. And they weren't using the medication in a controlled setting. So we don't really know, like, how they were taking it orally. They were smoking it, what their dose was, nothing. We don't really know that much about it. But I still thought it was interesting. So I want to throw it in here. There's another study where researchers surveyed almost 3,000 medical cannabis users and found that 30% had used opioids in the last six months. Of those respondents, 81% agreed or strongly agreed that cannabis was more effective alone than in combination with their opioids. So I thought that was very interesting. And 97% said they agreed or strongly agreed that they could decrease their opioid usage when taking cannabis. I thought that was very important. That makes sense. Significant and another reason you think we would spend more time looking into this for pain. So people don't, scientists, doctors, they don't really study this that much. Not as a general practitioner, no. There's going to be specific doctors, pharmacists like me that study this. This is not something that's a general. We talked about marijuana in school, but not overly like not a huge extent because especially when i was in school it wasn't as widely used so this is something as more and more research is done and more and more physicians and other clinicians become more comfortable with it i think we'll continue to see it used more okay there is also another study done that found more than 62 percent of individuals who use medical cannabis do so to treat their chronic pain again it's not officially recommended for that, but that's a lot of people who seem to be using it that way anyway. Right. And it's estimated that 2.1 million Americans right now use medical cannabis. So that's a pretty significant number. The findings from a 2019 study published in the Journal of Psychoactive Drugs evaluated data from 1,000 individuals who took 
legalized cannabis in one state found that among the 65% of individuals taking cannabis for pain, 80% thought it was very or tremendously helpful for their pain. Tremendously. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, again, very positive results right there. And that led to 82% of the individuals being able to reduce or halt taking over-the-counter pain medications, and 88% were able to stop taking opioids. That's awesome. I thought that was very cool. I'm not hearing with pot, I'm not hearing about the nauseousness, the constipation, all of that. It's different, yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, there are some side effects, which we will get into here in a second, but... Yes, but I think that's a very positive thing that these people felt like they could stop taking other pain relievers. That's awesome. While they're on the using the medical marijuana. So it does come like we were kind of talking about a little bit earlier in different ways, not just your traditional you smoke it. Right. right? So it comes as an oil. It is possible to extract full cannabis oil or FECO from cannabis using grain alcohol or ethanol. Okay. People usually take it orally and only need small quantities to get the benefits. I'm assuming if you do it that way, that doesn't give you the the high effect. It depends. There are some, I believe, that have THC in it. So you probably would still get a little bit of that effect. But they do have a CBD one that's becoming more and more popular for just the pain. Because as we said, that helps more with like inflammation and whatnot. So there's there's two types of oil. There's also topical treatments where you can apply a lotion, a balm, a salve, that contains the cannabinoid to the skin and again helps with pain and inflammation as we were saying there's some patches out there that are also available and are usually more potent than just okay. doing a lotion which makes sense, makes sense if it's in a patch yeah i could see that edibles which we've referenced already once they're probably one of it says one of the most popular but might be the most popular yeah, i'm curious about that way to use it edibles involve infusing food like cookies brownies 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 are always the big joke right or candies candies are a big one right now right with the drug i've seen a lot of that like little gummy candies i've tried a sucker that had pot on it and it was terrible it just did not taste good yeah so i'm guessing it probably depends on again like the strain how they make it all of that stuff yeah it just it's probably worth looking at if i'm gonna do this it needs to actually taste good and you can't be able to taste it do you know yeah if you don't if you stick more with the cbd that may make a difference too which is more what you probably would need i'm i'm assuming i would do better with this cbd Mm -hmm. than because of what your problems are right Mm -hmm. and i don't like the high feeling and i don't like the paranoia yeah and everything like that and that is a problem too when you eat it it's harder to predict what's going to happen right when you eat it so there's also sublingual so that means it goes under your tongue cannabis it basically this happens with any drug you put under your tongue it gets into your bloodstream faster because you have blood vessels right there right yeah so it'll work a little bit more quickly if you take it that way now the side effects that can come with cannabis use include dependence although i don't know specifically i didn't get a chance to look this up what the rates of people becoming like dependent on cannabis is or marijuana okay because you can definitely get addicted to it and i feel like it's more like the feeling you have with it right the you the euphoria of it. yeah because obviously we know opioids you can get addicted to and you can have the same sort of thing like a euphoria feeling but i know opioids you can like physically be like i have to have this i'm, I'm gonna go into withdrawal i don't know how that is with marijuana if it's more of a mental thing, like I feel like I need this because it makes me feel better. Follow us on our YouTube channel and we'll do a video we'll, about this. We'll do another like 
informational. Yeah, because I didn't get a chance to look it up for this right. one today. Breathing problems, which again, we discussed probably if you're smoking it, we're concerned about that. Right. Dizziness. Oh, I do have a note on here. Addiction occurs in about 9% of people who use it in adulthood. I didn't. 9%. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I did have a, so a percentage have on that. here, 9%. Yeah, but I don't know what that study involved. So, so we'll, again, we'll I don't know how accurate this is. Yeah. Impaired reaction times. Which, yes. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, I would get high and then try to drive. And it just not, not the smartest idea. No, I did not. I stopped doing that a long time ago. Every time I do use marijuana and I'm staying put, I'm being at safe home. about it. Yeah, I usually just do it at night mm-hmm. because it makes me so paranoid that I can't do it during the day and mm-hmm. still have live a normal life and mm-hmm. still function normally because yes. I am so paranoid about it. I, I mean, am I the only one out there that gets paranoid? Comment below. Yeah, let us come, know. Come to our YouTube channel. Let us mm-hmm. know. Also, it can interact with other medications you might be on. You might have a loss of concentration, memory issues, mental health issues. If you've already got some concerns, like you already have anxiety and then it just yeah. sneaks on up there and can also cause a rapid heart rate. And it says yes. withdrawal symptoms. But again, I don't know. Got to look more, a little bit more into that because I'm curious. There are some drug interactions with CBD, which I looked up because I was curious. So some medications that you might be on include like blood thinners, like Plavix, Nexium. If you're already anxious, you might be on like Prozac or Fluoxetine. That can interact with CBD and did not realize that. Did not know that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some antibiotics like chlorithromycin might interact with it. Some heart medicine, diltiazem. Let's see. Grapefruit juice has. I heard about grapefruit juice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's another one potentially. Verapamil, that's another heart medication as well. So if you're taking those, they say that clinically it's probably not that big of a deal, but still it's something to to keep in mind too. There's also, if you're on, okay, barbiturates. So that's going to be like lorazepam, Ativan, anything like that could interact with it as well. Some seizure medicines like phenytoin, that's a big deal if you're on that. St. John's wort is something you can get over the counter for anxiety. I do not recommend that you take this medication unless you literally don't take anything else because St. John's wort interacts with every damn thing under the sun. I used to take that when I was a kid. <sighs> I don't recommend it. I, I don't recommend not that it probably doesn't work because I've seen some information where it may help with anxiety and stuff, but it fucking interacts with everything like you you just if you if that's all you take. Okay, you heard it here first, but otherwise don't take it. Don't buy it over the counter. Please don't at all. No, 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 no. Again, some other like antifungal medications, gristlefolivin, which is an antifungal, some other seizure medicines, oxcarbazepine, again, phenobarbital, those all may interact with the CBT, CBD. It's more concerning if you're on a high dose of CBD. So that's something else uh, to keep in mind. So if you're on a lower dose, it's probably not as big a deal at all. And then finally, some other medications, which might, if you're with taking it with CBD, then 
you might see major issues with this, like toxicity, increased side effects. So bad things may happen. So that's like Abilify. That's another one that people take for bipolar disorder, sometimes to help with mood stabilization, like if you're depressed or something. Okay. But that's a big deal. Generic Soma, that's for pain and muscle relaxer. Don't see it prescribed too much anymore, really and truly. Not as much. But again, you might be on that already if you're on if you're in pain and you're trying to get the CBD for something like that. Mm-hmm. Other antidepressants like citalopram, Lexapro, Cymbalta, you've been on that before. Paxil, Zoloft, another one that you've tried before. All of those may interact. Again, looking at seizure medications, some heart medicines, Core Carvedilol, that's another big one if you're on a heart medication. Metoprolol, another heart medication. And again, Alprazolam is listed in here. That's a bar. It, it's basically you can take it for anxiety. Sometimes people barbiturate. take it. Yeah, it's barbiturate. So hopefully you're not on it long term because I would not recommend that. But just in case, amlodipine, that's a blood pressure medication. Buprenorphine, that can actually help with addiction. So just keep that in mind just in case. Bupropion is another medication that can be for depression. So Lovastatin, that's one you can take for cholesterol, like things you may not think about, oxycodone, Seroquel, and basically antipsychotics if you're on anti-anxiety medicines, anything that deals with brain function, I would just monitor what kind of dose you're on for CBD or anything medical cannabis related because it might cause some issues down the line for you, for sure. Yeah. So just in case, put that out there. So if you're curious, you want to read more about it, I do have some sources that I use that I'll put in the show notes for you Absolutely. because I do research things. I don't just Again, bring bullshit in. Consult your doctor. Yeah. We're not doctors. Always talk to your pharmacist. We're not giving doctor. you medical advice or anything mm-hmm. like that. We're just telling you what we're doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always, always talk to you. Whoever actually knows your entire medical history and what all you're on. Please. Exactly. Please. Before you start. We're giving you examples of things, but again, please just please. don't rely on us. <laughs> Don't be like, oh, we heard it on the painful truth. Exactly. We should do this. No, no, no. Like, don't do that. Consult your doctor. Yeah, exactly. So So we're going to bring Phil on. Mm -hmm. He actually uses medical marijuana more often. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring him on the show to introduce him to you guys and Mm -hmm. to also figure out his experience and what he does. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to bring him on next. Exactly. So that will be the second half of this episode. So just waiting on him to sign in and then... We will we'll be chat with them. Hey guys, and we are back with part two, and we have a special guest on. Phil. Phil. Hello, hello. How are you doing this, today, sir? This is really, really exciting. You yeah. doing okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been having some problems. I've, I'm going to get off the, the opiate pain medication. Yeah. I've been doing that. I've been... Yeah detoxing from that as well mm-hmm. and that's not fun no and it, it's been affecting my mood really bad so it's like yeah. i need to do something mm-hmm. yeah and and it brings us up to this to this po- topic this podcast topic yes is cannabis i'm, I'm detoxing mm-hmm. from opioids and i need something for my chronic pain and i <laughs> tried medical cannabis before mm-hmm. i got off of it because i was made me paranoid yeah mm-hmm. but i'm actually thinking about getting back on it because i need something for my pain mm-hmm. yes so you use it a lot more than i do mm-hmm. so yes. 
tell me about it. How did you get involved with it at first? That's the funny thing. Before my pain got worse, I didn't want nothing to do with it because I didn't want nothing clouding my head or my judgment. Right. I, I, I was on that stereotype that pot still wasn't the best thing to use. Mm -hmm. Right. But we, as I... We should start from the beginning, Phil. Uh, you have chronic pain. Briefly tell me about yourself so the, the viewers and audience oh, yeah. will know who you are and kind of and your backstory. Mm -hmm. Well, I, all my life, I've been having some, I, I, I had some pain issues one way or another as a kid. Right. And my parents, of course, were just saying, you know, those are growing pains. It's, you'll be fine. Right. And then as I got older and, and I started working as a nursing assistant, that's when slowly things started to change for me mm -hmm. because I would injure myself so much easier than when I was younger. This was going back in 2008 when I had my last CNA job. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is when I started uh, noticing a change. Okay. Mm -hmm. I hurt my neck at work, lifting up a patient. And I took about a month off. Then they fired me. They fired you? That's Man, terrible. that's terrible. Why did they fire I, you? What's that? Why did they fire you? It was because of the whole incident with my neck. Yeah. Okay. So they used that against you? Yes. Okay. Crazy. That's terrible. So the whole workman's comp thing. Yeah. And, and I noticed it was not getting better. Mm -hmm. Okay. It just kept getting worse. And I couldn't pay my bills mm -hmm. or my rent. I ended up homeless. Mm -hmm. So I was sleeping out of my car for a while until that broke down. Mm -hmm. And before actually it broke down, I was in and out of the hospital because of blood clots. Okay. I, I think it was because how I was sitting for a long period of time and mm -hmm. and yeah. I was a heavy cigarette smoker too, so that didn't help. Oh yeah. Right. And basically after I started getting better from the blood clots, I noticed my whole body starting to hurt. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I couldn't I actually had to use someone gave me a walker when I was living on the streets because they saw how bad I was walking. Wow. Wow. And that was in 2011. Wow. Okay. And that's when Where I was at. What area? Where, Where were you at? Like what area? Up in Northern Illinois. So it gets cold in the yeah, winter. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I like actually. Indiana, it's really cold. Uh -huh. Yeah, I slept in that weather. Wow. That's crazy. And I think that's why my fibromyalgia progressed so fast because right. of all the trauma and yeah. right. stress. Right. So you're a chronic pain patient and you're on the street and everything. So I wanted to just kind of give your backstory right. so, so people could say, okay, this is why I should pay attention to him. Mm -hmm. Like kind of like us. 
So mm-hmm. jumping forward, how did you get introduced to medical marijuana? My, who was my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, Melissa, she was telling me how she used it on her migraines. Okay. Okay. And I was like, hmm, really? It, it helped that much? And she's like, yeah. I'm okay. like, well, you know, let me give it a try. So she had some, and I took a couple hits. Okay. And I know I was in Wonderland the way I felt. Okay. Mm-hmm. It 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 completely took the pain away. Is that how it does now? Like the only problem right now is it's it's just like anything. You build up that tolerance. Mm, yeah. Right. Makes sense. So my tolerance is is up there right now, and I don't get the relief, complete relief. It it does definitely kill you know cuts the edge big time so how do you do it do you smoke it you eat it right i sometimes get edibles but mostly i get uh vapes okay okay is that your favorite way of doing it yeah that way it doesn't i didn't i I didn't want the smell all over me right yeah because i was trying to find work and i was going for job interviews so right exactly when when i was on i i only used to smoke a bowl at night mm-hmm. to help me sleep mm-hmm. i'd go out on the back porch and smoke it and then i'd come in and i'd be a zombie and then i get so paranoid i yes. just stop talking exactly so that's the whole thing what i learned i i used to smoke so much uh, i'm gonna give you for example how why you shouldn't smoke so much if you're a beginner okay mm-hmm. i basically passed out I, I everything was spinning before I passed out. Everything was spinning. Oh. I couldn't move. Right. Oh no. And I wasn't making sense. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So in between me waking up and passing out, Melissa would actually try to help me eat something mm-hmm. to counteract counteract the mm-hmm. the bad high. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's when I learned. Okay, I start with one two hits uh-huh. of one to two hits so if you're a beginner one to two hits yes okay. well, i was do one hit okay wait about five ten minutes and if you think you need another one go for it mm-hmm. okay that's good advice now when you get edibles do they taste good oh my god i mean yeah i, I could eat them like if they were just regular candy i tried to i tried to sucker before and it would taste mm-hmm. terrible Really? When I when I do this, if mm-hmm. I do this, I need it to taste really good. Because I, I with because of my accident, I have nerve damage in my mouth, so my taste is off. Yeah, so it's I like funny. I don't know oh. if it would be the mm-hmm. same way. So I can I I taste really spicy things or mm-hmm. really sweet things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The chocolates. When, okay. when if you could get like a chocolate bar. Okay. You barely taste the the weed in it. Okay. That's good to know. That is good to know. Mm-hmm. And, and like I go, oh, on. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go on. I was just saying about the gummies I get. They're they're from a company called Wana, and they're these little square gummies that you could taste the weed, but the flavor of it is phenomenal. Okay. Okay. 
So do you have a, like a medical marijuana card or anything like that? Yes. Or, okay. I do. Tell me about yeah, the process, I, process in doing that. First thing I had to do was go to my primary care physician and he had no problem writing the letter for me. Oh, okay. Good. That's good. I made, I made an appointment. Um, there's a place out in our area that you could go see their doctor, mm -hmm. which that's what I did. I saw their doctor and she okayed it right away. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they give you a, tempor a temporary paper card. Because mm -hmm. I forget how long I had to wait for the card to come in the mail. Okay. See, I have a medical marijuana card as well. I had to go through the state to do it. And it was, yes. it took a process. And yeah, like mine is expired. I could get the, I will get the updated paperwork. I just wasn't using it to put out the cost to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would go to my, uh, I'd go to my appointments and they're like, so how is the prescription and everything? And I'm just like, bro, I'm not using this. I get mm -hmm. too paranoid. And they're like, well, you're going to have to use it. So we can adjust it. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, I have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. why I kind of let it lapse. Yeah. But since I'm okay. off, mm -hmm. I'm getting off opioids. opioids, I need something. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's why I wanted to talk to you because yeah. you use it every day. Like, yeah. can you function? Oh, yes. I, I function better on it than I okay. do off it. Okay. okay. Do you I think mean, I get that bad where, I, I, as you know, Robbie, when you start like you're freezing up and it hurts so bad to move even a little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's how it is if I don't smoke. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. I mean, I remember being in bed in a ball because I've hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. And Sammy's seen me that way. Yeah. And so that's, that's good. That's mm -hmm. good that you're found something that helps that yeah. helps yeah i mean because with opioids you get a lot of like i get nauseous a lot yes. i get sick mm -hmm. i have digestion issues mm -hmm. and i what i'm seeing from the cannabis is you just don't have that no are there no. any negative side effects that anything you've noticed anything that you noticed but if if I smoke too much, it's okay. only if I smoke too much. Okay. I get anxious. Okay. I get paranoid. Okay. Of course, you get the typical. It, it doesn't matter if you take a hit or, or 10. You're going to get that dry mouth. Okay. And the dry eyes. Okay. But like anything severe, like except for that instant when I passed out. Mm -hmm. Besides that, nothing. Nothing horrible. That's great. Good to know. That is great. Mm -hmm. Do you want to add anything that I haven't asked you or anything that you think that should be in this episode? Yeah. All I know is, is like I said, for, for beginners is caution because <laughs> you take too many, you're going to feel like you're in another planet and, yes. yeah. and you're just like in danger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I definitely would recommend anybody with severe pain to, to try it. I mean, mm -hmm. you you really don't have nothing to lose except, okay, yeah, you're paying for it and stuff, but you'd be surprised. 
I mean, I was. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, we, we both have chronic pain issues. Right. And I'm trying to get back on the horse because I need something because (laughs) I know once you have chronic pain, you're always going to have chronic pain. There's no getting away. Mm -hmm. I wish that I could unring that bell, but it's Mm -hmm. never going to happen. Yeah. Right. So you're right. So we are definitely going to have you on again. You have oh. another show coming up. I mean, we that's another thing we've been working on. Yes. But I wanted to introduce you to our audience mm-hmm. to let them know you will be on again. I and, appreciate uh, it. Yeah. We wanted to, you're our go-to expert on this topic. And we wanted yes. to have you on. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's others out there that know way more than I do. <laughs> but... <laughs> But you're just, willing to talk about it. Most yeah. people are just like, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, they feel uncomfortable or, yeah. I mean, oh. I'd be the same way. I could talk about it because I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. It, no. Number exactly. one, it helps me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need it. Exactly. And so I would educate people all day about it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when you run out of cannabis, mm-hmm. you're not stealing from your family or hurting somebody to get more. Like when you're on opiates, if you start getting addicted to it and become a heroin addict. Right. Let me ask you, is it expensive? Here in Illinois, yes. Okay. I bought, I made a mistake the other day by buying recreational. Okay. We were way out from where we usually go. Okay. It was $55, but with tax and everything, it came out to be 72 and did you go to a dispensary to do it? Or yes. You... Okay. Yeah. And that was for an eighth. Okay. That was an eighth? Jeez. Yes. Jeez. That's why my, my card expires on the 17th of this month. So I'm trying to get the funds right. together to to get get my three-year card again. Mm-hmm. How much how much is it? For three years, it's four twenty-five. Okay. Okay. How much was yours? They would only let me do it for a year, so it was mm-hmm. two fifty per year. Okay, really? Yeah, it was. It's three. I think three twenty five for a year here. Yeah, it's two fifty here. Wow. You have to do two fifty to the state and two fifty to the. There's two different taxes, state and federal, oh. I believe. Okay. And so I had to pay two different things. I went. I went to a place. They set me up. They, I talked to a doctor. They helped me do all the paperwork. I mean, it was a, basically did everything there and then just waited for it to come in the mail. Mm-hmm. And then I saw okay. a nurse that day. And nice. I mean, I couldn't actually start going to the dispensaries until I got my card, mm-hmm. but they gave me starter okay. out products. Okay. So. That's pretty cool. So. Yeah, but, just, just remember when you're smoking again, just take one first and I will do see that. how you are. And, and vaping is the best way to do that, not both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At least the smell would be better. Yeah. I know that's one thing my, my mother-in-law didn't like is the, the, the bowl smell. I don't like the smell either. I'm sure yeah, when I do everywhere. I'm sure when I come in, I'm smell like pot. So I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When my father-in-law was alive, we had to be careful. Right, right. Right, now I got you. Yeah. Well, Phil, thank you so much for being yes. on this episode. We'll let you know when it airs. Okay. 
Again, yeah. we're going to have you and your wife on for another episode. Awesome. But we yeah. hope you're doing well. You can yeah. always reach out to us. Please. I appreciate sure to that. Check on you. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I can't thank you guys enough. Like I said, from when I first time I heard your show, and I can't believe I'm actually on it. So yeah. <laughs> this well, was very exciting for me. Hopefully this will boost up your confidence to be on it. Uh, the next episode. Yes, I'm looking for forward sure. to it. A longer episode. Yes. Oh, we'll I'm to know your full history, you yeah. and your mm-hmm. wife. We'll have a longer conversation. Sounds good. Sounds good. For sure. All right, Phil. Thank you so All much. Right. You. you guys have a great night, and we'll talk to you later. Yes. You guys Thank take you care. Do you have an Instagram or anything you want to promote real fast? My TikTok is oh, yeah. Cats and Cannabis. It's funny. My... Instagram is, I think I still have it up. It's no cats, no glory. No cats, no glory. There you yes. go. Go we'll follow him. Notes, we'll put it, put that in the show notes. Yeah, so people can check it out. So thank yeah. you. Thank no you. We will talk to you soon. Sounds good. You guys have a great night. You thank too. you. You too. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Anything else you want to say? Well, I should say that that is a wrap for this episode. We'll let Phil get off. But yeah, Mm -hmm. thank you for tuning in. Yes. Make sure you follow our new podcast, Boogeyman Pod on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can't kill the boogeyman. That's the name of it. Yes. Check it out on all platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, keep in mind, it is a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies. This is not medically related right. nothing like that it's more for fun for us to do right and this is the painful truth of living with chronic pain yes so thank you so much for all of our listeners thank you yes. for everything we really do enjoy doing these we have a lot of fun doing yeah, all of our podcasts and everything like that and so talking to other people definitely mm-hmm. go follow phil he's a yes. great guy he's so nice you'll learn a lot from him his tiktok has some silly videos yeah <laughs> A fellow chronic pain person, mm-hmm. you'll learn a lot. Again, with this show, we're trying to build a community of people to help each other out. Yeah, for so, sure. So, thank you guys. Again, follow us, Limitless Broadcasting, mm-hmm. on TikTok. Um, at, at, at Limitless Broadcasting. No, no, no. TikTok is 1950 Studios. Uh, I'm sorry. 1950 mm-hmm. Studios. He would know if he got on it Instagram at Limitless Broadcasting. Mm -hmm. I'm Robert 1950 Studios. And Sammy at at the the Mm -hmm. Everything I'll post in the show notes too to make it a little bit easier for you. And we will definitely post this video on our uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, so if you're watching us, watching us on YouTube, exactly. Please subscribe. What do you do? You hit the little bell thing. Bell and turn on all the notifications. Yes, please do. Limitless Broadcasting. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.